Thank you so much. It's good to uh, good to have you back, my friend. We haven't spoken since I think it was Showdown in Manila was the last time we had a chat. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, but so, since then you've um, cool. Since then you've been you've been riding up a storm, westerns, horrors. I said you're doing it all. Yeah. Well, the westerns um, really started. Uh, they started coming in to. Uh, the Western genre itself started coming back here. And that really helped a lot. And then when I Marcota <clears throat> talked to me about I would like to do a Western, then we we started uh, looking at uh, how we could do it. And he came up with this character that is a real character. Wow. Ivan Turchin, who really lived and was a Russian who was a general in the Union Army during the Civil War. Mm. And What's odd about him is after the war, uh, he just disappeared. So we decided, uh, Alex and, and Joel Cornett, the director, and myself, we decided, well, we're just going to make up our own history with him. And so I started writing away. And, and uh, actually, there's been three scripts now. There's a third uh, Western that's going to come up eventually. But right now, the, the strikes, we can't do that. Uh, not until, you know, SAG has cleared that up but mm. but uh yeah we've had two we got the second one is in post yeah it looks good well i enjoyed the first one as i said to the boys uh i had them on recently i i it came out uh over here so i watched that and plus uh i've got to say night of the caregiver was really 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 special i really enjoyed that one. Oh, good recently yeah. i got to talk with joe and and alex about that um I mean, going from you, but you 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 must have written that in between writing all these westerns, or did you write it before that? No, it was actually in between the second western and the third western. Oh, okay. We didn't really have a firm handle on just when we were going to shoot it. It was going to be when it was opportunity, when we had the opportunity to do it, hmm. and uh, we did when it came up, and 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 uh, so we went ahead and Joe found a great house hmm. uh, to shoot at, and and. And the rest is history. I mean, one of the things that I did that I'm really ha- proud of in the movie is as co-producer, I brought in both Natalie, Denise Spurl, and I brought in uh, Eileen Dietz. Oh, okay. uh, so, I mean, uh, I am so happy with their performances in the movie. Now, I have to be honest, I knew both were good actors before that. I had seen uh, Natalie's work because I, I knew her, you know, not real well, but I knew her. And she had always been just a, you know, just great in everything that she ever did. And she had done horror before, too. And so I knew that she could do it. She could carry this role. 
And then with Eileen, I have seen her. I've been watching her for I don't know how many years. She's fantastic. I mean, and uh, I thought the two of them, boy, the, the chemistry there. I really yeah, thought it was good, and it was good. She's a very polarizing person when the camera yes. can't help but. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like uh, the actors that I really like, you can see the wheels turn. You look in their eyes and you see stuff going on. They're not just standing there looking like a, you know, a bunny in headlights. But uh, it's it was, yeah, really, re I mean, for such a contained, really a chamber piece, if you will, you know, because, I mean, it's all yeah. the same location. But it doesn't feel like one of those movies where it's, you know, just these, you know, person or a couple of people in a house in the middle of nowhere. It's it's because you've got the parallel story with Joe's character. Uh, as I said to Joe, almost like a ticking clock in the end, waiting for his character to intersect with what else is going on in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also, I mean, again, go back to the actors. I mean, Natalie and, and Eileen, they just had such chemistry. Yes. And that brought a lot to it too, because if we didn't have that, that had been, that would hurt. And as and I agree with Alex when he said that Joe really holds his own with the with Eric Roberts in those uh, those wonderful, particularly in the exchange that they have face to face, which was yeah. Uh, Eric Roberts is a remarkable man. <clears throat> I think he's he's just a great actor, and it was so nice to have him. Yeah. So nice, and I think you'll see him in other things in the future that we do, because yeah. he and Joe especially really got along well. Yeah. And, no, he's really good. I was watching. I'd forgotten he was in um, Inherent Vice. I was watching Inherent Vice. Yeah, and I love yeah. that. I love that little scene on the where he's where he finds him and on the thing he's like, "Hey, little hippie, yeah. <laughs> what you doing there?" <laughs> I, I, I like it too. But you must have. Uh, you must have that that little spiel that that Eric uh, sort of delivers effortlessly like Shakespeare about what he's an expert of. Yeah. You must have you must have really researched that because that sounds that all sounds really I don't know yeah, to I, I I have I did research it and I also am fortunate enough to have actually in Michigan when I used to live in Detroit, I actually knew someone who was I don't know that he's a parapsychologist, he's a psychologist, but he was getting into that type of field as well. So uh, all the way back then, I, I had access to it. And then, yeah, I did research it to make sure that uh, Eric would say, you know, things that, that made sense. And that would sound like his character and, and that he had a background. Because I was just thinking when he rattled off that, there's this one section that he rattles off and explains it. And I was just like, man, you, you'd need a pro for that because I would. <laughs> uh, that's Eric for you, too, though. Because yeah. of his, you know, his skill as an actor. Yeah, it was certainly it was like a it was like a mouthful. I can imagine it, what it, what it sounded like. Imagine it was a mouthful to to deliver. But you know, when you've got a when you, as you say, when you've got a bloke of that uh, of that, yeah. it's really yeah. He had no trouble with it. He's worth every five minutes he's on the screen. Oh, it's But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 all going it's all going great, guns. And like you said, you've got a third. Well, you've got a second Western sort of set to take. Yeah, yeah Bravo. It's taken from real Bravo. And I, I have to tell you, it's something that I'm very excited about. Hmm. Uh, there are, again, good performances. Hmm. Um, Alex is very good in it again. He was real good in, in, in uh, uh, 
gunfight at Rio Bravo. And he yeah. does that character well. It's his, it's his best performance, I think, that he's ever given. And then we also have uh, some good ladies in Taken. <clears throat> but we have someone who might be a little bit of a scene stiller <laughs> in Sam Dobbins. Okay. He plays uh, uh, this role that is just, I don't want to give away too much information because uh, it really wouldn't be fair. But uh, he's so good in it that we're bringing him back in the third Western, too. Thank you. So, yeah, he's, he's funny and he's uh, scary and he's, you know, he's just great in it. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Taken. Taken's a different story. And um, the third one is is also a different story. And yet they're still all in, this, all in the same vein in that the heroes are chasing a group, you know, of people, of, uh, of people who are, are doing wrong to other people. And then the second uh, Western, it has more to do with uh, human trafficking. So it, it really, it's really quite interesting. Right. So so this this is a trilogy. These are all sort of separate episodes it's not a continuum yeah. no not really it's it's the same characters uh in, in especially with alex and joe right. but um yeah they're different stories but you know you still have the history of what happened last time oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. obviously yeah but sam, sam dobbins he's coming over from one of Joe's films is he coming over from Promise? Was he the was he the chap in Promise with the eye patch? No, Sam Sam did not do Promise. I, I think, in fact, I know Taken was his very first Joe Cornette film. Uh, okay, I'm thinking of a different bloke than. Yeah, he, exactly. But uh, yeah, so with the with the with the second, I mean, the, the first film in any trilogy kind of sets up the characters. So I imagine yeah. in the second film do you go a little bit more in depth into the history? Because, like, Joe's character sort of alluded to, um, as uh, I said to him and Alex in one of my favourite scenes, in the movie is when they had that little speech at the end before everything goes to goes to hell, literally, um, It uh, where he, t he talks about, you know, I used to be a monster once, so do we... Yeah. Do we get a little yeah. bit more of, of, of Joe's character? You do, you do. And, and you not only do you get that, you get a little bit more of what's between uh, Alex's character and Joe's character. You I get that, a little more development there as well. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of action. But, yeah, yeah there's a little more character. Yeah. Uh, and also, since the groundwork is done in uh, the first movie, yeah. we don't have to go back to that. We can go ahead and, and continue and, and right. you know, advance on it, like you said. So, it, yeah. Their characters get stronger in the second movie, no doubt about it. Uh, no, it's it sounds really great. And then, of course, you've got the third one now, now ready to uh, to join. It's all written in green light. You know, we were going to shoot it, believe it or not, in August mm. this <laughs> and uh, this month, but then the strikes happened, and you know we can't have uh, SAG actors out there and. Mm. Can't, there's nothing we can do about it right now. Mm. Well, I'm a screenwriter. You're a screenwriter. How do you feel about about where the screenwriters sit at the moment? Well, I, I'm very biased mm. because uh, at one time uh, I belonged to SAG because I, when I first moved down here, I was I was doing more acting than anything, and and uh, so I I am uh, very much for SAG and WGA in this. I I really I also do think 
there is a threat by, uh, in the name of greed, regarding uh, AI. Yeah. I really do. Uh, there are, there. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name now, who it was. Somebody today on CNN, yeah. there's a lawsuit that's going to happen. They took his voice without his permission. He saw it used and heard it used. And I, I, you know, I don't like this stuff about, I mean, when when we do movies or television shows or whatever, this is about people, real people. And uh, I I really believe you got to have real people in there. I do. There's some movies here and there, you know, you can go ahead and do your AI, but it has to be an AI movie for that purpose. But I mean, not to, not to overwhelm the industry. And certainly uh, when it comes to residuals, uh, you know, I've produced and I co-produced on uh, Night of the Caregiver, but still I am all for, I am all for uh, residuals right on through, you know, the actors and directors and writers and that they've got to have that. And the residuals that we get, by the way, uh, tend to be almost laughable at times. I, I have to admit the residuals I have received, both from the DGA and from WGA, have been uh, much stronger than the ones I have received from SAG. But uh, you know, I we're we're out there doing the work. The, the, the uh, actors are, hey man, their faces on the screen, and uh, it's not easy to be, you know, especially with actors who really put their hearts into it. It's not it's like I was telling about Sam Dobbins when you see him in. Uh, the second movie, you're going to think of him in one way, but he's really not like that. He's a different person because he's a good actor. And he puts he puts his heart into it, and you know. So yeah, I'm I'm real. I'm very very much. I'm pro WGA and SAG in this. I have to admit, and I, yes, I am biased, but it doesn't matter. I'm biased because I really believe. No, look, it's it's an interesting conversation uh, because. Anything I was talking with another writer about this recently, and yeah, he said, you know, did I did I know anything about this AI thing before it came up? And I I have to be honest, I didn't really. But I think that anything anything that comes along that is like a a tool, you know, like Photoshop or uh, you know, when when film editing became digital. In yeah. a linear fashion, you know, there's there's always going to be these tools come along that makes you know a laborious job slightly easier. Yeah, but at the same time, like any tool, if it's used the right way, if it's used effectively, everyone admits to using it, everyone gets along fine. But I mean. By the same token, I I said to someone, I don't really think that they have to worry about AI taking over as far as the creative, you know, power and ability of human beings. I just recently finished reading the other day the screenplay of Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan, oh. which I got here, and an AI couldn't write this. I'll safely say it right here, and I I couldn't write this. This is a really brilliant script written by a man who has really, like you with your Night of the Caregiver, a very good knowledge of his subject matter, a fantastic knowledge of character, screenwriting ability. I mean, 
I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say this: he'll win an Oscar for this next year. This screenplay, best adapted screenplay, right there. But um, I really don't think Craig did that. Uh, as far as as a species, we have to worry about a computer taking over. Uh, as far as as human beings, because a computer has no nuance. Yeah, I, I have to kind of respectfully disagree a little bit. Um, I, I think you're right, as long as we keep our eyes on it. Because uh, AI, I mean, any way you cut it, it it's, it's artificial intelligence. If yeah. it can't start creating its own you know, thought, it's going to worry about things like survival and protecting itself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we just kind of need to keep an eye on. My biggest fear really isn't AI as much as greed piloting. Don't get me wrong. There's, there, look, there's dangers in everything. There's dangers walking down the street if you're not careful. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, if, like you say, if, if people, if, 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 if people are honest, there's the, there's the there's the big there's the big uh, damn wall in between it. If people are honest, like I said, if it's a tool and people are honest that they're using it, it's like Photoshop. You know, if they if they take a photo of themselves and then doctor it with Photoshop and say, well, this is a picture of me, but it's had work done to it. Yeah, that's right. There's there's part of it that we have to we have to yes we do have to like you said be vigilant, but there is a there is a personal responsibility that comes into it too wouldn't you say like yeah okay absolutely individually we don't want ai to get out of control but there's also a personal responsibility like so if if it does it is determined that yes it's a tool and yes we can use it to a fault and then there's the personal responsibility of then how much do we lean on that for whatever purposes no, you know? yeah i agree so yeah but look it's look that getting getting two sides to agree. I mean, I, I read again in the trades this morning they're supposed to be going back to the negotiating tables because apparently this one commentator said this has to be wrapped up by October or something like that. So, you know, good luck to them. Yeah, uh, that's right. Good luck to them. It, it, it's uh, affecting a lot of people mm. in a very adverse way. Mm. The yeah. strike. I was talking to a, I was talking to an actor the other day, Mike Markoff, and before we recorded our interview, he was saying that you know it's yeah. He said you can feel like he lives apparently not far from Warner Brothers Studios, and he says you can feel yeah. tension in the air, and the restaurants are all yeah. struggling, and they are, yeah, absolutely. And then when you have the picketers too, I mean, <clears throat> and there's been a lot of people picketing the different studios and things. You could, you know, again, you can feel the, the tension outside. Uh, the studios and what's going on and, and people are serious and they're they're not working and, and yet they're still out there and they're still trying and they you know they really believe in what they're doing this is not a, a you know just a phase or something this is the real thing and like like it has been uh, reported in and some of the members of, of SAG and the writers said they they really don't want to accept an offer that they're just going to have to renegotiate in in three years or yeah more. and that's important too Right. So it's it's it's, uh, it's no good sort of okay well we'll we'll negotiate to a fault and deal with the rest of it in the future but with the way the future seems to be evolving so rapidly um, in another three years it could all be different again so 
you know, the discussion the discussion is going to evolve, you know, either way as the technology evolves, you know. Speaking but speaking of AI, yeah. one of the reasons, another reason why I'm kind of interested in it is yeah. because I've been working on a, uh, something that I hope I can sell as a series. Okay. Which is, yeah, smokers. Right. <clears throat> and uh, uh, since we talked about Sam, Sam, I, I have him. He's, uh as um somebody I can I'm working with and you right. were playing the lead in it. Okay. And, but uh the villain are the AI. They they it's oh. very yeah. So so they're I've been physical. Um, they're not physical. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of research and stuff on it. So not so a so a completely un a, a completely metaphysical villain, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, digital villain. It's it's going to be it's going to be a situation where um, people made these uh, bots, okay, and uh, one in particular named Amy, and uh, the idea was for her to learn, you know, from us. Right. But instead, what the, uh, she did because she has such advanced AI, she learned about us, uh, and that includes our weaknesses. And uh, she also, like, they wanted her to learn about lust, which she did. Right. But she learned about the lust for power, yeah. which was greater than what they wanted her to learn. And she becomes basically like, I mean, just look at Washington and all our politicians. She becomes power mad yeah. and uh, is a force to be reckoned with. What do you have for breakfast? You really what did I have for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> I need to start eating whatever you have for breakfast, mate. You <laughs> on fire. It sounds fantastic. You got Western. You got a Western trilogy. You got a really good horror film. You got this really cool idea. I mean, I've been talking to Joe. Uh, um, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but uh, uh, he and I've been, you know, knocking back and forth. Maybe a sequel on Night of the Caregiver. Hmm. And it, uh, you know, kind of depends on what we have to see. You know how it does and if there's going to be a demand for it or not. But uh, there was certainly for the Westerns. No, the, sure. the amount of yeah, territory. Well, the, first well, one said the, the first one. Yeah. The first one was a real cracker. And uh, I mean, they were well, well into filming Taken by the time that, I mean, more Taken's practically done by the time it came out. Uh, came out yeah. So, I mean, um, and like you said, the third one's just sort of <clears> – <throat> Sitting there on the boil, ready to uh, ready. Well, to you know that's that's also a case of the distributors having a lot of say. I mean, if, if you know, like, mm -hmm. hey guys, we need this. Mm -hmm. you know, we need a sequel on this because we're selling territories before you even get it done. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, hell yeah. You know, if you if they want something like that, that just keeps us working. And plus, you know, what can I say? I mean, it's I'm working. It's it's like Christmas for me <laughs> because. This is a gift, you know. I mean, I, I uh, absolutely love writing, and mm. then to give me a, a genre that I like so much, mm. like Western horror, that it just it just adds to it. So, well, yeah, really, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, it's really a series that could could go beyond a trilogy, couldn't? They could just these two characters could keep going on and on and on, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, probably could. <laughs> you know, don't don't you know? I, who knows? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but. I know we're going to make more westerns. Oh, I don't know that we we are going to use those characters in every one of them. Hmm. But Alex and I have talked about that, and, and more westerns are, is that's definitely in the plans. Well, Craig, 
Thank you for being my guest on Cinema Union. Keep, keep up uh, all the good work, and I look forward to seeing uh, Taken from Rio Bravo. Yeah, people, I think you'll really like it. People can see at the moment, of course, on many, many platforms, Gunfight at Rio Bravo, also yeah. Night of the Caregiver. Taken from Rio Bravo is waiting in the wings, and also a third instalment coming up, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what the weather's like. On the other side of the strikes. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's been great talking with you again, Craig. Good it's great talking with you again. Always enjoy it. And, mate, I look forward to all these wonderful movies and all the stuff that you've got. Hooking in the pot, it all sounds like a great, a great time at the movies, and that's what we're all about here at Cinema Yugi. Yeah. And uh, thank you once again. And uh, thank you. See you. See you next time. Got it.